0: This is Center Stage, putting your firm in the spotlight by highlighting business owners and other industry experts to help take your firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson. And this week, uh, we've had a few episodes about this before, but I, I think it's a really, really important part of your marketing strategy. And so we're continuing to talk about your firm's messaging and how to frame that Into a story because, uh, you know, presenting things like that in, in a story form is really going to benefit you. I mean, there's so much data out there that shows just how. Crafting your message into a story form does do so much more to create that personal connection with your audience and results in just better conversions, better relationships overall. And so joining us to talk about the best ways to do that is the founder of TB Media Group, Tamika Bickham. Thanks for joining us this week.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's good to see you
0: again. Awesome. So yeah, so I said you were the founder of TB Media Group, but you have done so many other things. And I mean, you have like a really kind of diverse story and career, just kind of how you got to this point. So just tell uh, everyone a little bit about your story and why we're talking to you this week about this.
1: Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my story starts, (laughs) I don't know. Well, it starts from the beginning, but um, (laughs) I will say my background is in local TV news. So Always had a love for writing. Always had a love for storytelling. Um, definitely like a true crime junkie. Even as a kid growing up, like love the twenty twenty Dateline type of stories. And I was always into investigating. Very curious, asking a lot of questions, wanting to uncover things. Um, because I always found visual storytelling um, in a t- in a format like TV to be very engaging. So that's really where it started for me. Um, but I often say I got into the local TV news business because I love storytelling Mm -hmm. and I got out because I love storytelling.
0: Right. Right. Um, Yeah, you kind of wanted to, you wanted to be able to tell your own stories and not what, you know, a a bigger media company, the story that they wanted you to tell.
1: Exactly, exactly. Or just be dictated by that 24-hour news cycle. You know, what shooting happened over here? What, you know, police chase, what hurricanes coming Um, being in South Florida, (laughs) but um, yeah, so I feel like, especially around, you know, early 2010s, like 2013, 14, 15, um, especially even in the TV newsroom, right, we're starting to see the emergence of social media and brands understanding the importance of social media and hey, we can cut out the middleman. We don't need to have traditional media there to tell our story. And actually, we can control the messaging ourselves and communicate and talk directly with our audience. So the landscape is totally different, whereas brands back before needed to rely on traditional media. And I wouldn't say you don't need to rely on it at all today, but really, it's just evolved where you can talk directly to your audience. And that's really where um, my path started To transition out of being in local TV news and from there transitioned into nonprofit arts for a period of time where I was really like the storyteller and content creator for nonprofit arts organizations in South Florida. And that's where I started the side hustle at the time, TV media group, which has now transitioned into our full-time agency.
0: Awesome. So, so yeah, I mean, let's start, you know, with just kind of generally speaking, I mean, why in your opinion are stories and and just the story format so much more effective at getting a message and a point across to people?
1: Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, no matter who you are, if you're selling a service, a product, buying a service or a product, we're all people Mm -hmm. and people connect with people, people connect with stories I don't think we, I think sometimes we start using this term in business and people are like, what's storytelling? It's like, let's strip all that away and think about just how you interact with your friends, your family, the people in your life. Those, let's say you haven't talked to a family member in a long time. Like you pick up the phone and what do you do? You start sharing stories. You start catching up. Right. Yeah. And like, we still have to have those kinds of conversations. I think with our audience, the people in our lives, in our businesses, because ultimately that's what we connect to. And that's how we can relate to one another, build that relationship with those who are going to engage with our brand.
0: Yeah. And so one of the things that you talk about a lot is purposeful storytelling. And so, you know, what does that mean exactly when it comes to, you know, crafting a story?
1: yeah. I love this question because you made me think for a second. I'm like, huh, I didn't use that term, but you know, it's, I feel like it's pretty simple. I think Mm. most of us at the end of the day, go into business with a purpose in mind. Mm. We were drawn to that for a reason outside of money. Mm. (laughs) And there, there are, I'm sure certain people who are like, Hey, I just am doing this thing to maybe get rich quick, but I don't think the majority majority of us fall into that category. We right. saw a need, something happened in our own lives. We had our own personal experience and we said, hey, I see a problem that I wanna solve and this is how I'm doing it. And I think along the way, when we, that business starts evolving, we forget like that origin story, why mm-hmm. we started, and also the importance of communicating that. So just thinking about your why, why you started it, why you're doing it, and yeah. continuing to communicate and message that is so important. So that's really what I mean by purposeful. Um, right. We all have a purpose.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, we, most of our audience is lawyers, financial pros, you know, which, uh, you know, in compared to a lot of other industries, probably not the sexiest, you know, topics and day-to-day life. And I hear a lot, especially, you know, from those people, they talk about, well, you know, I just, I don't feel like I'm that exciting. I don't feel like what I do is that interesting. So how do you kind of pull that story out from people who kind of come into it with a little bit more of a pessimistic outlook and they don't think that they're actually that interesting or don't have a story to tell?
1: Yeah, well, I think that's the beautiful thing about working with pros like us, because that's Mm -hmm. our role. And what we do is to really pull that out. I don't think you always need to know. Um, A lot of times, especially I see this with nonprofits, you can tend to be too close to your own story and your message. So it's helpful to have that outside eye to kind of just ask questions, be curious Approach it maybe from a journalistic perspective and ask you things you're not even thinking of. And then together we kind of have that moment where we're like, ah, here's how we can create a narrative around this. Um, So I think it's all, it's knowing one that, hey, everybody has a story. You might not know exactly how to craft that on your own Mm -hmm. working with a pro to do it. Um, And just being open to non-traditional questions Questions, yeah, um, and then I'd say also think back to the beginning. Even if you are, I've worked with a, a handful of attorneys as well, and it can be challenging at times because they're so focused on the work and what they need to do. But there yeah. are connections, and I could give you a couple of examples where yeah, um, we kind of made that connection. One was a business attorney who uh, was working in corporate full time job. Um, And in 2008, 2009, the Great Recession got laid off from her job as a single mom, two young boys, started her law practice just like that in the basement of her home, and primarily serving small business owners, getting them set up initially, and serving their business as they continue to grow. Well the natural connection for me was, hey, you were there yourself. You know what that journey is. You know how the challenges, the successes, the wins and losses that small business owners experience. So that's a connection because you went through that um, yourself. So just tying that into the why and you get such joy out of serving small businesses. Um, I could give you an example of an insurance attorney, which at, you know, first glance (laughs) might seem like, well, Hey, that's just about getting, collecting the check from the insurance right. companies, right? right. But uh, one of our clients actually experienced a fire loss themselves. And this is prior to having practiced insurance law. Mm-hmm. And he lost everything in a house fire and went through a lot of trouble trying to get you know, work this claim through his insurance company. So experienced it firsthand, understood, hey, how things work with the insurance companies and then started offering that service. So that's an important story to tell. So I feel like a lot and there's in a lot of ways connections to the work that you do. We just have to dig a little bit to find them.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I love about, you know, you providing those examples is you were telling a story about how people... You know, create and tell stories, and so you know it's really good. And I hope you know people were able to kind of see that connection and kind of get the wheels turning because I think one of the things that I think people uh, kind of get tunnel vision on is they hear you know the the idea of a story and they think it's got to be some epic, super interesting tale where it's got to be like on like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, super saga level. Where like everyone finds something to resonate. And that's just not necessarily the case. Like you just have to speak to the the issues and the problems that you're solving for people. And it, you know, it's, it's got to just resonate with like, you know, your audience and and be able to speak to what's keeping them up at night.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's sometimes those things that seem simple, like no one would be interested in this, but it's those day-to-day things that we all come across that we can relate to.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that's the thing is like, you know, for the majority of, of business owners out there, like, yeah, your story isn't going to be that Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter level story. And that's fine because if everyone's story was like that, no one would really stand out. and so it's it's just finding finding that small place. So um, kind of transition a little bit because you know I know you talk you you did a lot of you know news reporting and all that. I know that your big area of expertise is video. I see a lot of video equipment in your background there. Um, so what? how does, how does video specifically help with that storytelling and help create stronger connections between a business owner and their audience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think things come across in video in a different way than they do than just reading text on a page um, or on your social media account or um, on your website. If someone can hear directly from you, hear your tone, feel your energy um, or those of your, your customers and those that you serve, I think it helps foster that connection even quicker and in in a deeper way as well. Um, and then also when it comes to video, we can make things visual. If you're not just talking, Hey, as we are now, like talking head, yeah. when you really start to craft the whole picture of the story, when you can start pairing images and video with what you're talking about, it can help paint a picture and really show instead of tell for your audience.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, with video specifically, you know, and, and you and I have talked about this before um, and, and kind of how we got connected originally, um, there's there's just so much more. Uh, it's it's just so much more personal, you know. And, and like you and I had talked before, you know, especially with with lawyers specifically, had just how people are intimidated by lawyers. And there's just this, this stigma and this aura around the legal profession and, that most lawyers are super scary and intimidating. And video does a great job of breaking that down. Cause I mean, and you've ha- you've had this experience, I know as well, just in talking to lawyers, like they're just regular people. They're just like everybody else. They just kind of have that specialized knowledge that, you know, most people don't really have a grasp of. And so video, I think is a great way to kind of break down those barriers.
1: Absolutely, and I I would even say the same for doctors as well. Yeah, oftentimes it's like there's this wall and this barrier. Um, it was interesting because on my podcast last week, I just interviewed a doctor um, who is a surgeon and ended up having a stroke at I want to say 34, 35 years old, um, mm-hmm. and was actually in a coma for um, excuse me for about a month in the hospital and went through this experience of um, being on the other side of the medical industry and seeing it. And I did ask the question, what's the biggest thing that you learned or was there anything that really surprised you about being on the other side? And he was just like, it really reminded me to get back in touch with my empathy because while this is day-to-day for us yeah. in this profession, and we know these things inside and out. Understanding that for the person that we're serving, this is not something they're familiar with, and really revisiting right. that empathy. Um, yeah. And I thought that was such a great perspective. And remembering that, hey, our doctors, our lawyers, they're humans, they're people too, and that's important to us. A lot of consumers.
0: Yeah, and that's that brings up a really good point because I see that on the legal side as well. You know, lawyers. You know, at least I I obviously I see it more when it comes to the blog articles that they write. um, Just because it's a little bit, you know, that's that's more where the environment that they're coming from. But you know, so many lawyers get caught up in wanting to make sure that they're impressing other lawyers, the content and and the things that they're saying. And it's like, no, dude, like that's not who this is for. Right. You're you're trying to reach the people who are going to be hiring you. Sure, other lawyers may refer to you, but when those referrals come in, they're still going to be vetting you and trying to figure out if you are the right person. And that's where this content and these stories and the connections that you make are really going to help make that conversion.
1: Absolutely. And I think um, about one lawyer we worked with who's family law. I mean, think about Mm -hmm. how personal those stories are. And you're dealing with people um, and families, oftentimes in some of the most challenging times in their lives. Yeah. That really comes down to that person. Liking you, trusting you so much with such a sensitive type of matter in their personal life. Um, so, just I really, I think, really thinking about that as well is so so important. And I remember that attorney in particular um, telling me she said most of the time people don't remember the blogs and the things that I write, right. but she really enjoyed horseback riding, um, and that was something she did frequently and, and would share and post. About And she said, people often come to me and start a conversation around that. So sometimes it's those little things Mm -hmm. that foster that personal connection that you don't realize that will draw people towards you.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's talk about, you know, real quick, just kind of the, the actual production of videos. Let's say someone wants to be like, all right, I want to do more videos in my marketing. What kind of advice do you have for people who might want to just try You know, maybe making some videos on their own, like in posting them to social media, what sort of things should they be keeping in mind? Because again, you know, with video, it's the next best thing to pretty much being in the room with someone at the same time. So what should people be considering?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, if it's something you want to do on your own, I would definitely say, keep it simple because Mm -hmm. what's simple is, something you're able to maintain and continue doing so just stay I would say start with somewhere within your comfort zone there with what you're able to do um, on your own and it could be as simple as like what we're doing now is just logging into your own zoom account hitting record um, yeah. and and stop when you're done and then just saving those clips and uploading them yeah. um, or you can get as fancy as you want with a dslr camera and plug it into the computer like you know, just determining what your comfort level is. It's something that's able, easy for you to maintain. And then I would say, kind of echoing your last point, think about who your audience is, who you are talking to. You're probably not creating this to impress other lawyers, right? You're creating right. this to talk to those you want to serve. So what are the main issues, problems, questions that they're coming across? Think about maybe the top five frequently asked questions you get from people who are interested in wanting to work with you and maybe start with answering those questions. So um, I would go back to that because you'd be surprised how often you have a lot of the content right there in front of you or even in your brain, (laughs) uh, in your inbox, on your website, um, that you can really just turn into a video and remembering also that this doesn't have to be perfect. Um, people are looking to make a connection with you and determine that they like you enough, right. To work with you over your competition.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, two things, um, that I want to ask you about, you know, the first one I think is a little bit broader where it's just like, you know, look, we're all going to be our own biggest self-critic video for a lot of people is going to be really tough because they'll go back and watch it. And they'll be like, Oh, why do I look like that? Why do I sound like that? Why did I make these mannerisms? And it's like, how do you, how do you help people kind of overcome that element of self-criticism? You know, what's, what's something that's even worth pointing out about yourself to work on versus stuff that's just like, no, you're just being really self-critical and people really aren't going to care about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) I'd say the biggest thing that I see with everyone that almost everyone can work on is energy level. So that's something I talk a lot about um, in our on-camera trainings. Um, If you think about the camera, it actually acts like a filter. So even if you're talking in a way that you would to a friend kind of just one-on-one and sharing a story, you really need to turn up that energy or your animation, your enthusiasm, just a little bit more when you're doing it on camera. So I think the second part to that is as much as most people hate it, myself included, you have to watch your content back. You absolutely have to because there are things that all of us do, little quirks that we all have, whether it's, hey, moving our hands too much or a head tick or whatever the thing is, you won't know it unless you watch it back and then you can make those adjustments. So that's really half of the battle.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and the thing, the, the important part of that is though is like, look, everyone's going to understand that like the first video you make will absolutely not be as good as the 100th video you make. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. But you can't just like delete the first 99 and never put them out because you'll always just be, Seeing that one that you'll see that 100th video as the first video, and you'll just never, you know, like you'll never put them out. So, look, you know, it's like the first episode of this podcast was (laughs) nowhere near as good as this one is going. There wasn't a rhythm. I had no idea what to say to start the show or end the show or anything like that. So, but look, you just keep putting them out, and and stuff like that will fix itself with experience and practice and that awareness. And and so, yeah, I, I agree with that. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about, is when you're making these videos, scripted versus non-scripted, <laughs>
1: what do you think? Um, uh, It depends, that's a hard question. M- I, okay, I'll tell you my first reaction is to say non-scripted, That's usually what I prefer because what I I tend to see in people is when they script things out, they're literally writing everything from beginning to end that they want to say. They're trying to memorize it. And now what happens? It comes across as robotic, inauthentic, because you're so in your head focusing on, hey, what did I write down? Did I memorize it appropriately? Am I saying it the way that I wanted to say it? And it's just not coming out natural like a conversation. It should feel like a conversation. I like yeah. to say, hey, know what you want to say and have your bullet points. And maybe it's just three. I like to say, know where you want to start, where you want to go and how you want to finish. Yeah. Um, and I think if you have that, you naturally connect the ideas together. Because yeah. as long as you're comfortable with the subject matter that you're talking about, which you should be, if it's your own business, right, the information will come out, especially lawyers. We know they like to talk.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, well, this has been this has been really great. How can people uh, get in touch with you, learn more about what you do and and see how you can help them?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, my website is tvmediagroup.com. So you can find me there. I'm on all the socials. i love to connect on social. So you can find me on Instagram at Tamika Bickham TV, um, online Facebook at TV Media Group and also on LinkedIn TV Media Group or you can just search my name and connect with me there. I'd be happy to connect.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And I'll have all that information in the show notes. Uh, I do have one final question for you before we wrap things up here. Uh, and that is if you had one final piece of advice for our listeners out there, what would it be?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, I would say, oh, you know, this, your story should always be the heart of your marketing strategy. I always go back to that. Um, yeah. that really fuels all the content that you're creating. You want to have a unified message and also don't be, fr- be afraid to talk about you. I know you love to say, hey, your customer is the hero of the story. And I absolutely love that. Yeah. But if you think about yourself as an extension or the marketing team of your business and you weren't the leader, yeah. <laughs> you would be talking about your business. So you got oh, to yeah. kind of try to create that separation in some ways too and understand, hey. I can't expect other people to talk about me if I'm not talking about me as well.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, in, in order to be the trusted guide that helps the hero along, you have to be able to convince the hero to trust you.
1: Absolutely. there you go. Love that. Right.
0: So, yeah, you, know, you just so you got to talk about yourself and, and, and do something some way. So, yeah, I love that. That's a great way to uh, end the show on. Uh that's gonna be it for us. Continue to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you're reviewing uh or watching consuming the show. But that's gonna be it. Tamika, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. This great. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.